so many of us aren't honest with our true desires, our true wants, our true needs, and we put ourselves in boxes and throw away the fucking key. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously, periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. This is the last episode for the Sex Life mini series because it is our last two, like last two um, episodes of the show, episode seven and eight. Um, I'm sure though that there will be another series, which means there'll be another series on my podcast. Uh, that will come shortly after. I like to watch the whole series first myself and then go back and rewatch everything and make notes so that I can like, so I'm not like having to pause and play the show when I'm watching it for real, if that makes sense. And I don't want to have to overanalyze everything all the time. Sometimes a girl just wants to watch a trashy show and just absorb it, trauma bonds and all. Anyway, this is also your friendly reminder that Queen Alchemy is closing very shortly. Now I've had quite a few of the men that listen to my podcast, reach out to me, want to work with me, whatever, got questions about that. I am planning on opening a men's program in November, which will be like a Queen Alchemy style in that it will be like live calls. Um, So if you are interested in that, maybe send me an email um, or whatnot. I can set up like a little wait list and I'll pop it on my Instagram story. I know some of you, um, your boyfriends don't follow me because I don't really have Instagram, which I understand. Um, So maybe just tell your boyfriends this. I've had a few of you already kind of mentioned that to me. You could tell your boyfriends to look out for it. We'll we'll open it in um, like October time. Um, and then start it in November or so. So the details will come out soon, but I wanted to just let you know about that um, because it'll be a lower cost offering um, for the men that want to work with me because right now I only have one-on-one, but that's obviously with a much larger price tag than if it was a group program. Also, group programs, I just love full stop because the support from everybody else, it just helps to normalize so many things, which honestly is healing in itself. Um, Anyway, other little reminder is that Queen Alchemy closes shortly. It is closing. Um, wait, this comes out. This is going to come out next week. So this is so today's the 16th and it's closing next Friday. Um, so please make sure that you have submitted your form. You have paid your contract, blah, blah, blah. This does not mean that you can submit your form on Friday. It means you have to have paid contracts signed, blah, blah, blah by Friday. If you haven't like snooze, you lose. I don't have sympathy for people that are slow about things. Um, you need to be on it or you are just self-sabotaging and then you'll probably self-sabotage the whole course. So therefore like, I'm not going to hold your hand. Um, okay. Let's jump in to episodes seven and eight. Okay. So Cooper's silent treatment, I want to talk about first, needs to fucking stop. Silent treatment is never the right thing to do. And it always makes things a hundred percent worse. And it was 
actually irritating to watch him just constantly um, gonna giving the cold shoulder and being so cold to Billy. Like, I'm not saying Billy's in the right, but I'm also not saying that she's in the wrong, right? Cooper's not any more right than Billy is in that, no, Cooper might not be fantasizing, fantasizing about his ex, but Cooper also isn't trying to get to the bottom of the issue. He's not trying to get to the root cause. What all he's doing is fucking shaming Billy, which further proliferates her shame around her sexual desires. And it creates more distance between the two of them, right? Even in your relationships, guys, whether it's friendships or romantic, giving someone the cold shoulder, being cold towards someone, doing the silent treatment, like when has that ever worked? And when it does work with people, they are like very, very wounded. But what you've done is you've actually essentially manipulated them where in like a not a good way. It's one thing to manipulate someone like, you know, when you're trying to, when you talk differently towards men than you would towards women, some people can say, oh, like it's kind of manipulative. And it's like, well, it's not really manipulative. It's just like, yeah, it is, I guess a little bit manipulative, but it's really just you communicating in a way that men understand. So you're manipulating your usual language, but you're not doing it to be a bitch. You're actually doing it from like a heart space versus being cold is like, fuck you kind of energy instead of expressing what's actually like what you're experiencing, if that makes sense. So, and that doesn't even mean that Cooper needs to go and express it to Billy. Cooper could just go go see a fucking therapist. Cooper could go have a night with the boys and do that. Cooper could go to boxing and get his anger out. But instead, Cooper gives the silent treatment and then then tries to be Brad. Like, I don't understand how he thinks that's a good idea, but whatever. So that is a fuck no, no silent treatment, please. Um, Especially, I want to say silent treatment when men give the silent treatment to women it can almost come across worse than if a woman gives it to a man because women need safety to open up. We all need safety to open up, right? But women really need safety to be in their feminine. Women need safety to open their heart, to open their body. So if you are give, if you're a man listening to this and you are giving silent treatment to a woman, it makes us actually feel more closed off and unsafe around you. Um, we're not fixers. So we don't necessarily want to fix the issue all the time. We actually could just feel shitter, like more shitty about ourselves. And, um, we could actually feel more unsafe around you. And that can then like, even then, if you stop the silent treatment a week later, that feeling of unsafety can actually still carry through. So you want to be very careful about that men, if you're giving silent treatment to women, because very often it's going to create a feeling of unsafety and that shit can be hard to fucking budge, right? Um, and obviously women don't give it to men either because no one likes silent treatment, but I'm just, um, just for the men listening, women need safety in order to be open, in order to be warm, in order to be present, all that kind of stuff, okay? And that safety just comes from like a space of non-judgment and non-judgmental energy from from you guys. Um, next thing, okay, Sasha, Sasha, whatever, whatever, however you pronounce her name, she has good fucking advice. I fucking love her like so much. Go to couples counseling. You need to fix it together is what she says. I'm like, a fucking men, girlfriend. Yes, they need to fix it together. This is what I've been talking about all, all these episodes, right? They need to fix it together. So amen to Sasha. She's a vibe. Um, then we go to when the um, miscarriage happens and Billy and Brad come home from the doctors and Billy then mentions about, you know, um, at least you're coming to the wedding with me and he kind of goes silent and she turns around and goes, what, like, what are you doing kind of thing? And he needs space and he wants to go to the studio and he kind of blows up because um, he basically needs space. Billy didn't understand that Brad needed space and that he was processing his own grief from losing the baby. She kind of made it like a her thing, like 
um, like, oh my God, Brad's doing this again. He's constantly, and I will say, she really throws that in his face a lot of like, you always do this, you always leave, you always blah, blah. And I'm like, constantly just throwing someone's wounding at them isn't necessarily, especially for men, that shame that you put on that person isn't really motivating for them to fix it. Instead, being like, babe, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not going to leave you. That's a lot better when it comes to language than you always do this. You act just like your dad, blah, blah, blah. Like guys, we're not in fucking grade two. Um, and space is so important, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, space is really so important and it can be really underestimated. People think that if you love someone, you shouldn't want space from them. And that's not true. When you love someone, when you are processing something, you want space from them because you love them, because you need to be able to process it so you don't just project and get angry and start snapping. Space is never, ever a bad thing. In fact, space can actually bring people closer together. Space can allow you to realize what it is that you really do want, what it is that you really don't want, how you want to show up, how you don't want to show up. Space is fucking healthy. Okay. Um, finally, when they talked, when, um, when Billy and Cooper talked in the backyard, um, she was on the swing or something. I can't remember. And there were a couple of tears. And then he mentioned like, I felt alive when I was with Francesca and she then got really upset. That was a dumb fucking thing to say. I will say Cooper, like, I mean, I don't know whether he was trying to like, you know, be like, I get desired too or whatever, but like, it was just not productive, like not helpful. Don't, don't fucking do that to your partner guys. Like you always want to, my mom taught me this. You always want to be the good person. You always want to behave in a way where no one could say anything bad about you, even if they're being a fucking asshole. So even if someone's being a fucking ass to me, I will still behave so nicely. Right. And that doesn't mean that I'm a doormat, right. I'll have my boundaries down, but I'm not going to like retaliate and be like, you're a fucking ass. Like, I'm not going to say that to someone. I'm not going to be mean to them um, because you always want people to be able to say nice things about you. So, like, Cooper, that was kind of dumb for you to be like, you know, I felt alive and I was a Francesca. Like, anyway, whatever. We know Cooper isn't perfect. And, and the thing is, right, I think Cooper, if you don't, if you haven't listened to my episodes, but obviously you guys have, most people might have thought that Cooper was in the right and Brad was in the wrong. And that's not, as, it's not, it's not that clear. It's not black and white. Cooper isn't right. Brad isn't wrong. Cooper isn't wrong. Brad isn't right. It's, it's a complicated scenario and there are many different, um, like arguments to both, right? Now, Billy isn't in the wrong, but Billy also isn't in the right. Billy isn't in the right. Billy isn't in the wrong. Like it is, it is a loaded situation that we are dealing with. So finally, when Cooper and Billy talked, I was like, fucking thank you about time. And it was a, it was a bit, it was kind of a productive conversation, right? Um, when they, when they said like, what do we do? Right. And, and, but then when they said, and then when he said, I don't know, I was like, well, that's fucking unhelpful. Like men, if a woman says to you, what do we do? And you said, I don't know. We lose trust. We lose this feeling of he's got me. Even if you don't fucking know, don't say that. Do you know what you say? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I will let you know. Give me 48 hours. I'm going to fucking find something we're going to do together. That would have been much better of him to say. And then when they're setting the table that Trisha, whatever her name is, Trish, whatever the other mum is with the blonde hair. And then Billy turns to Cooper and Cooper's on the barbecue and Cooper gives her this like cold look. I'm like, oh my God. This dude needs to fucking grow up. Like, I don't even understand what Cooper's fucking problem is, right? Anyway, 
If you want a partner to open up to you, you have to provide a space of non-judgmental safety. The eye rolls, the death stares, whatever, that kind of stuff from Cooper, it doesn't put Billy in an expansive energy of like, we're going somewhere, I feel supported, I feel safe, I can express myself. So the thing is, Cooper is wanting Billy to like explain herself, but Cooper isn't providing an environment where Billy feels safe to explain herself. If Cooper said to Billy, babe, I want to know every fucking kinky desire. There is no judgment. I want to know this so I can start maybe opening myself up to this world because I'm sure there's parts of it or maybe all of it that I actually would really like to try. Like hit me. And they were in a beautiful, they were in a space, they were cozy together on the sofa. The kids were in bed and it was safe and it was calm and it was it, the energy was not judgmental. Then Billy would probably open up, but that, Cooper hasn't provided that. Cooper just shames, shames, shames. You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. If I was Billy, I wouldn't feel safe to open up either. I wouldn't feel safe to have a conversation either. I wouldn't feel safe to share what I'm really feeling either. And it's not like Cooper's given Billy any fucking space to breathe and actually think about what it is that she's wanting. I know what she's wanting, but Billy doesn't really, Billy hasn't fully understood what she's wanting. Billy's confused between, is it just old fantasies and like, you know, you can't have sex and safety, like we talked about last episode, or is it that I'm not feeling desired? And and as she said to the therapist in the previous podcast I was talking about, she wants to feel desired. And I already mentioned that to you guys. But she hasn't communicated that to Cooper and then she hasn't communicated the how. So like, babe, I want to feel desired. I want you to ravish me. When you get home, when you, when you get home from work, I want you to grab me and rip my clothes off and pick me up, put, put me on the kitchen bench. If that's what she's wanting, she needs to actually say that to him. Because saying, I want to feel desired, like, well, he could be like, well, I desire you. And you're like, yeah, but like, not I want to be loved. Like, I want to be fucking ravished. Um, anyway, okay, next thing. Next thing. Okay, then at the wedding, when Brad makes out with another girl, I mean, come on, Brad. Like, he literally can't keep his fucking trauma in his pants if he tried. Self-sabotage is such a classic way of avoiding pain, avoiding up levels, avoiding expansion, avoiding something new. Sometimes if there's something really big about to happen even in my life, more personal than professional, professional, I've like nailed personal, you know, we all have our things sometimes. Um, I have to catch myself because sometimes I will want to self-sabotage and I'm like, "Mm, we're not doing that because self-sabotage is a very sneaky way where you don't pick up on it very often unless you're super self-aware. Like moi, you can often not pick up on it and then you will self-sabotage because you don't feel safe for this next level of your life or this new thing coming in or whatever it is. And it's actually not that like you don't deserve it or that you aren't worthy of it yet or that you like can't hold it yet. It's actually that the overwhelm of the unknown and something new can be so overwhelming for want of a better word for your nervous system that your body literally goes fuck that I'm out because in the caveman days that amount of like overwhelm wouldn't be a good thing so in queen alchemy the training of your nervous system that we do allows you and the expansion of your nervous system allows you to actually hold more of this energy so you don't self-sabotage your um your like next levels and you know big things coming in your life and your relationships and all that jazz and don't worry I will teach 
all the men that's going to join my program in November, you guys will get taught all the amazing modalities that I use and I will do them all with you um, that I do with my female clients. We just won't be doing like womb clearing and stuff for obvious reasons, right? Or like cervical dearmoring for obvious reasons. You don't have a cervix. Um, Okay. I want to remind you guys, if you don't know this, especially if you're a new follower, that in my Feminine as Fuck Beginners Bundle, there is an amazing class on attachment styles. And it is a really good class that you should be doing, especially if you've been relating to a lot of the content that I've been talking about in um, this Sex Life mini series. It will actually give you the tools to help heal your attachment style to become more secure. Make sure that before you do that masterclass that you listen to the attachment styles podcast um, episode so that you understand the attachment styles and then the masterclass inside of the bundle is actually how to heal your attachment style so that you can then become a um, secure attachment style. Next thing is then Brad drops the bomb, which I kind of liked, like this was like a bit of a, like an opening. I was like, "Mm, we're getting somewhere. Then Brad drops the bomb of even the universe agrees that I'm not worthy of being a father. (sighs) Friends, ladies, gentlemen, man, friends, I mean, men have just as much trauma as we do as women. The men listening to this, please don't kid yourself. You have just as much trauma as we do albeit a little bit different. You might not have as much trauma around not feeling safe in society or like walking down a dark street at night, right? But you have trauma around intimacy and sexuality. You have trauma around validation or feeling insecure, feeling like not you're not a man enough or, you know, trauma around, am I pleasing her enough? Uh, Am I giving her what she wants? Trauma around, am I not making enough money? Can I provide pressure from society? Like you guys have your own pressures, your own trauma, X, Y, and Z from society. And there's so many episodes that I highly recommend that you guys listen to. Um, For the men listening, there's so many episodes to go back on. Like all the ones about trauma, they're related to you and they're related to men and women. So I'd go back and listen to all of them. The ones about like painful sex, like don't listen to them obviously like that's not really gonna help you but and like periods but if you want to understand it then listen to it but all the ones about trauma I would definitely make sure that you go back and listen to because it will help you to understand all this stuff a lot okay um and obviously please send me a dm or an email if you would like to be put on the wait list for november um for my men's program okay what was I gonna say um what was I going to say? Yeah. So men have just as much trauma as women do. And we just need to see the best in each other more. I feel like that is such a theme of, we don't see the best in each other. Like I was saying before, of like, sometimes the way Billy communicates with Brad of like, you're doing it again. This is what you always do. Like your dad was right. Blah, blah, blah. That's not supportive. That's not seeing the best in him. Right. Being supportive would be like, babe, why do you keep doing this? I'm not putting up with this anymore. I know you can do better. I know you want to do better. I see that in you and, not but, and I'm no longer going to stand here and watch you continue to self-sabotage our relationship. If you want me, you need to go and fix your shit. That would be supportive, right? But constantly shaming him for his stuff that is not supportive, ladies. So don't do that. Men, don't do it to women either. Nobody likes to be shamed, right? Nobody. 
I've said this before when it comes to men versus women. If you shame a woman, she is more likely to go and then use that shame as a bit of a motivating factor of I'm going to go and do work on herself. But she does it because she does it for acceptance because we need acceptance and validation and love and attention, whatever, to be quote unquote safe in our tribe. This is all like caveman stuff. Men, they don't need that. So if you shame a man enough times, he's just going to go back into his fucking cocoon, his turtle shell. He's generally speaking, he's not going to go and um, and do work on himself, right? Ultimatums can make men go do work on themselves sometimes if it gets to that point, but generally not really shaming, okay? Hence, I do all the emasculation stuff because it doesn't fucking work if you are emasculating him all the time. So maybe ladies, if you haven't already listened to those episodes as well, and Be Loving on a Mother opens in November um, as well. Okay, so deep down, ladies give space. You know that deep down that you want to give space to that person. Practice patience. We need to focus on understanding each other and understanding each other in a deep way, like really seeing someone else and holding their highest vision and still having your boundaries and still standing strong in your truth, right? This goes for men and for women, right? It means seeing the best and drawing the boundaries, I will say though, fuck yes to Billy for finally drawing the line in the sand and telling him to work this shit out. The way she did it could have been better. And like, it's so important that you guys know this stuff because like watching all these shows really brainwashes you to think that kind of behavior is going to get you what you want. Like, oh, if I behave like that, the sexy boyfriend will eventually come back into my life. That's not how it fucking works majority of the time. And if it does, that he's a fucking trauma. He's like, you both are in some trauma bond, right? If, if, if you are with someone that's disrespecting you, please don't go back to them. Full stop. You should know that, right? And that's what your higher self would want. But if you're traumatized and you're constantly living out your trauma, you will go back to people that are not good for you. Full stop. Okay. Okay. The sex party. Mm, loved this scene. So what makes relationships different from friendships, ladies and gentlemen? Sex. Sex. Sex makes romantic relationships different to friendships. Okay. The sex party, I was like, fuck yes. I've always wanted to go to one and my friend knows someone that does them. So he's going to take me to the next one. And I'm like, fucking yum. There is so much shame around experimental things, right? About keeping things spicy, X, Y, and Z. But most of us, like 99% of us get bored of the same sex over and over. And what happens once we get bored of the same sex? We stop having sex and then the spark dies out, right? And then we think we need to break up, but really you just need fucking sex. And people that people think that three years in, you're still going to naturally be having spicy sex randomly on a Tuesday. Mm, not always, right? You have to put effort in. Every relationship needs, every relationship needs effort. Friendships, romantic relationships, and working relationships. All relationships need effort. And that might mean scheduling sex or organizing to go to a sex party or trying role play or new toys or whatever, new outfit, new laundry, whatever it is, making yourself feel spicy when your husband comes home, your partner comes home or vice versa, right? We need, you need to actually become aware that we need to constantly spice things up and allow there to be change all the time in our relationships or we get fucking bored. And when it comes to, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, because so many of us think it needs to be like hot and addictive and adrenaline-y all the time, we then go, mm, things are going to be boring and stale. I'm going to leave. And it's like, 
things have not gotten boring and stale so that you need to leave. You're just stuck in this doing the same shit every day. What you need to do is spice things up. You need to go on different dates, go on an adventure, try something new, even just fucking cook a new meal, right? Like just do different things, right? And anyway, women, when you do Queen Alchemy, things will be fucking spiced up for you full stop. Like no question there. It happens all the time. Um, And so many women, it always happens of like the men will end up spicing things up and she didn't have to even say anything, but that's just like the energy of like the feminine masculine, right? And then men, I'll teach you all this in November when we do the program. So then you guys can also learn how to then spice things up for her and vice versa. Anyway, please remember guys that we need to have like, we need to have, what's the word? Not randomness. We need to have like change and what's the word? Think spontaneity. We need to have spontaneity. What's the other word of like change? Like what's another word for change? Like not randomness, but like things are constantly like changing. Yeah, we need diversity. That's the word. We need diversity in the bedroom and in, in everything. We need diversity. Imagine if you, I mean, that's why people get bored of their jobs, right? If you do the same thing every day, boring, we need diversity. Okay. And that's not, that, there's nothing wrong with needing diversity. Okay. Then at the sex party, Billy starts to become uncomfortable and she's got two options, surrender into it and get out of a comfort zone or say no. She took the no, which is totally fine. However, she's very push and pull and poor fucking Cooper is trying with everything that he's got. Like, you know, he's trying to do what, what he, what he thinks. Cause I don't fucking communicate what he thinks Billy wants. Anyway, Billy's fucking standing there. Katrina steps in the friend, you're not Trisha, whatever. Katrina steps in that blonde haired friend to give Cooper a blowjob, And she is so uncomfortable. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Billy's so uncomfortable. Katrina is super comfortable and expressed in her sexuality. And this is very triggering to Billy because even though Billy was expressed back then, it was heavily under the influence of adrenaline from Brad, which changes how you're going to show up, right? And now she's just flat out uncomfortable and not using her voice to say no. Then she's standing there with her tears fucking welling up in her eyes and Cooper's looking at her and Billy looks frozen in shock and Cooper then says to do it. And a couple of things with this, right? He says to do it because he is desperate to be Brad. He is still not understanding the root of the fucking issue and he still hasn't even tried basic shit at home. They've literally gone zero to a hundred when it comes to sex stuff, which is a really dumb fucking idea. And that is, that is one hell of a way for everyone's trauma to explode out of them because it's just trigger central. He, Cooper, really needs to learn how to read emotions off women's faces and just to be smart and just to communicate, right? He's literally looking at his wife standing right in front of him and he can't see how upset she is. And he says, go for it. I mean, I understand why he said go for it. And at the same time, there was, he, he didn't even think about the repercussions that it could cause, right? Billy is fragile. He is fragile. Honestly, going zero to a hundred, like going from shitty sex to a sex party in all of the shit that's going on with them right now is the worst idea in the fucking world. Like the worst idea. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. 
Because if they can't even have it being spicy in their own bedroom, in their own home, why would you walk into a sex party, which honestly I think is like at the top of like the kinky ladder for majority of people. Um, why would you walk into a sex party thinking they're going to feel safe if they can't even feel safe to get kinky at home? Like, I just don't understand that. Anyway, um, so poor Billy is fucking bawling and he's fucking oblivious. I'm sorry. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea, but getting a blowjob from a friend is the worst idea ever, especially when your fucking wife is watching you and she hasn't consented to it. She's not fucking turned on by this shit. She isn't consenting to it. She's bawling. And then of course she storms out fair fucking enough. And then Cooper starts a fight. I mean, Jesus Christ, they all need to just bloody hire me for fuck's sake. Then we jump to when Brad kicks Billy out and this whole scene was just disgusting. Like what a fucking douche. He's actually an ass right now. And this is beyond a simple trauma response. He has made up a whole scenario that hasn't happened in his head and he's acting like it has. So he's having a reaction like all this shit has happened. So that gives him the motive to kick her out and feel fine about it when that didn't happen. So that's, that was just like the last draw. And and I just, my God, poor fucking Billy. And that would have been a, that would have, I mean, the last straw would have been a while before that, but it just goes to show how when you don't fix your trauma, even if it seems small, even if you seem to have your shit together, right? It's a simple, like for, for, for as you know, with what we know, all Brad's trauma is, well, the main trauma that everything else kind of came from is that his dad left. And that's still a really big trauma. Just imagine how many of you have that plus everything else, bullying, sexual trauma, eating disorders, comparisonitis, no drawing boundaries, um, abuse, like parents talking down to you all the time, mum being verbally abusive, alcohol abuse, God knows what else, right? I've seen it all, essentially. I've literally seen it all. So... Imagine how that is affecting you and you are blissfully unaware. Brad is unaware. He'll realize it sometimes, but he is unaware of just how traumatized he is from this stuff. So I want you to reflect on that and think about how much better your life would be, men and women, how much better your life would be if you just took three, six months, that's it, to heal your shit. I guarantee you, your life will do a complete 180 and you will be so effing grateful to yourself that you made that small but big decision because that will impact you beautifully for all the years left in your amazing life, right? Okay. Then the marriage proposal, that was just like, fuck. Anyway, Then Cooper is in bed and blames Billy for putting the darkness inside of him. I mean, I'm so over Cooper at this point. Like, he's just like a fucking baby, honestly. He's he's actually behaving like a fucking child the more I see of his behavior because a man would really just fucking communicate. Like, open your mouth and stop being – just stop being wounded in the way that you're communicating and wounded in the way that you're acting, really. It's like, it is a little bit childish at this point. Anyway, so when Billy, sorry, when when Cooper blames Billy for putting the darkness inside of him, finally, 
then he says, I tried to become someone else for you. So he finally admits that, that he was trying to be Brad. And it's really important that you are honest with your partners about sexual values, needs, and desires, right? Because when, because when you're not, this stuff happens and we're not all the same and you never want your partner to change. So question, do you and your partner have the same preferences? Because sex is so important in a relationship and you got to make sure you're on the same page. Like I could never be, never be with someone that had a lower libido than me. I, I need to be with someone that has the same libido as me or a higher one because it would destroy me if I wanted sex all the time and he didn't want sex or he was tired or busy. I don't tolerate that shit. I know what I want. I know my needs. I know my desires. I know that I want to be wanted. That doesn't mean that I need to be wanted 24 hours a fucking day. That means I need to be wanted two hours a day, right? That's it. And like presence, right? Presence with sex, presence with dates, presence with whatever. You need, you need to know your needs and values, okay? Full fucking stop. Now, when Cooper goes to see Brad secretly, I want Brad to end up with Billy because, I mean, he's fucking hot. And uh, that's really the reason. Um, but I'm glad that we didn't actually see that storyline. Otherwise, it would have fed the trauma addictive narrative, which we don't want to be doing. It was actually really mature of Brad to finally tell Cooper to take care of her. Um, etc. And I was really proud about Brad, like the way that he responded and all of that of like, the real answer is, are you going to take care of, are you going to take care of her? Um, and he kind of stepped down, Brad kind of stepped down. That is a true man. And I was very, very proud of Brad in that moment. Proud mama moment. Okay. Then we're jumping. And so, yeah, on that guys, like that's a true man, right? A true man. And I was saying this in the other episodes of like a real man and like a true masculine embodied man would be like, I'm still in love with you. And I'm worried that you're not happy. If there's any inkling that you're not happy, like, please just listen to that because I want you to be happy in your life. And since seeing you, I just feel like something's off. That would be a good thing to say for for a man. But the whole bathroom scene, that other episode of like, you're not happy. I know this and pressure, pressure, pressure. Like that's not the way to go about it. Right. And that's not like, that's not, um, attractive. Like I was saying this to a friend last night at dinner, the way that someone responds to you when you end something or when you decline them tells, tells you everything. So when you decline someone or when you like kind of say, I don't really want to see you anymore or whatever it is, or like you're breaking up with them and they go fucking off their rocker and they start becoming really defensive or narcissistic or manipulative or gaslighty or whatever you're like thank you like my point proven like I'm glad I just fucking did this because this is like the true you versus when you do that when you break up with someone or you decline their offer and they just go I'm really bummed like I was really in love with you or like let's just say you're dating right that's a bummer I was really enjoying having time with you I was enjoying getting to know you, but obviously like if you're not feeling it, then I respect that. Cool. That response would make, if a dude said that response to me, I'd be like, maybe I do want to keep dating you. Like, do you know what I mean? Because the response can actually um, prove your point of, I don't want to do this anymore. Or it can make you go, oh, 
oh, maybe he's a really good man or whatever it is. Like put it to your own um, situation, but hopefully that makes sense. Okay. School fair. I also, now we're at the school fair scene. I also want to say to the ladies and to the men, actually it's really the mothers and the fathers. I want to say that the amount that parents have to suppress and protect their kids, like suppress their emotions to protect their kids. I mean, my God, that would be so hard. And if you do that enough, you are wiring yourself to suppress your emotions and your trauma and your triggers and all that stuff all the time. And it's so important that if you're a mom or a dad, that you know how to process your triggers, your trauma, your rage, your anger, or whatever upset there is so that you can always get it out of your system once your kids are out of the room or whatever so that you don't suppress it that shit is so important cue queen alchemy men's program whatever that stuff is so so important because you do suppress a lot around your kids we saw it with billy all the time she'd constantly be suppressing her tears and everything and her upset um and her guilt and her shame for the sake of her son and she needs to express that in a really healthy way, right? Then we have these fucking other mums and where it's just judgment galore. Um, And Billy was right, right? They're projecting the fact that they're miserable. They don't even know if they're truly happy. So they're shaming her for questioning things. And honestly, when women are judging you, they're really judging themselves, right? When anyone's judging you, they're judging themselves. That doesn't make it any less painful for you or any less uncomfortable for you. It just means that if they were happy in their own lives, these other moms, if they were fulfilled in their own lives, they'd be like, you do you, I'll do me. That's it, right? It's just simple. There's no judgment. There's no, I'm better than you. There's no, you're shameful. You're a slut, blah, blah, blah. So I loved the way that was all handled. Um, in that scenario and the way that Billy and um, Cooper stood up for themselves. And then we go to the book thing, right? Where Sasha's reading her book and um, uh, Billy sees a flash of Brad. Now, I don't know whether it was him, whether it was a hallucination, like I'm not really sure, but the bottom line is that what Sasha was saying was right. We mold ourselves and change our truth based on shoulds. Everyone's idea of a perfect relationship is different. And honestly, for someone like myself, sex is really important. I don't care how safe the fucking guy is. If the sex wasn't hitting the spot, I'll be honest, my mind would wander too. So many of us aren't honest with our true desires, our true wants, our true needs, and we put ourselves in boxes and throw away the fucking key. And the thing is, your desires will eventually bubble up to the surface and many will try and get them met in an unhealthy way or they'll explode if they're not met for a prolonged amount of time. So I'm kind of going through the story, going through the storyline, right? So I know we, we all know what happens in the end, but I'm just going through, we don't know that, we don't know that's going to happen yet. So I'm still going through. Honestly, I don't think she's happy. It's very evident that she's trying with Cooper, but I don't believe that she is deeply, deeply happy and satisfied, right? She's happy, but she's not deeply, deeply happy about her life. Yes, she has a partner that will always be by her side, but does that mean that she is satisfied? I don't think so, right? Like she wants to feel led just because she feels safe or just because she's got a partner that's always by her side. Does that mean that she feels led or desired or wanted or adored? Does that mean that she feels turned on by life, right? She's like considering all this stuff and then bam, she admits it's not enough. And I'm like, it's not enough. We've known this from the beginning and I'm glad that she really tried. But the thing is, it's not enough, right? When you're signing up for a romantic relationship, we're human beings. We are sexual beings. We want sex. We want to feel adored and desired. Otherwise, hang out with your fucking buddies, right? The end. 
when Cooper tracked her, I was a bit like, really? And then, bam, my favorite words, fuck me. And that was the end of the show. So fucking juicy. So fucking juicy. So I cannot wait for the next season because it is going to be hopefully red fucking hot. Um, I am so glad that you guys have loved these episodes so much. The feedback that I've been getting has been amazing. And I'm assuming it's also because these quote unquote real life examples allow you to like kind of put what I've been teaching you guys for so long into like more perspective and whatnot. So, you know, I'll do these a little bit more like when um, maybe like really popular new shows pop up, pop up or whatever. I might do a few for like some Sex in the City ones because like there's some fucking trauma in there too. Um, so yeah, I really hope that you guys loved this little mini series. I'm kind of sad that it's the last one, but I have got a list of a bunch of different questions and topics that you guys have written down that you want me to talk about. So they will be in the following episodes um, that are coming up in the rest of the year. We're going to do some stuff on manifesting, more stuff on business, men, emasculation, all the stuff that you guys love doing, skin, periods, blah, blah, blah. So as per usual, if you have a podcast topic that you haven't already let me know about, when Sarah puts on my Instagram story, the, the like question box for, for what would Monica do for the magazine, you can leave questions in there. And if they're really juicy ones, I'll also do a podcast episode on them. Um, but there are so many good episodes from the past. And I always recommend that you guys listen to them a couple of times, even if you listen to it once, like listen to it again. And a reminder that all of my paid content is a million times more in depth, more transformational, all that jazz, because obviously I'm giving you guys the how in all of the paid content so that you can really um, embody all this stuff in your own life, not just understand it, right? The podcast is kind of like understanding and then all of my programs are really about implementing and actually changing your behavior, your life, your energy, your your aura, all the juicy stuff, okay? Um, I hope that you love the episode and do not forget that Queen Alchemy is closing end of next week. Um, and there are limited spaces as usual. It might actually fill up before then. Don't know. Um, and it's the last round for the year. We will do another round next year, um, around like February or March, but why fucking wait that long? And last little request, because these episodes, as I've said before, take a lot of time and effort out of my day, especially these sex life ones. Can you please, please, please leave a written review if you haven't already? It honestly takes literally a minute, possibly less like 30 seconds open your iTunes app, click leave a written review and you can just write a little phrase, like write a little sentence or two in there. I'd be really grateful. It goes a long way and it is that value exchange that I really, really appreciate and I do read them. So thank you. 